Hey everybody, welcome into this edition of Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. I'm your co-host, Mark Killian. Let's get started. And this week, we're going to be talking about four milestones that say you're ready for retirement. But first, let's welcome Phil in. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. Enjoying the the summer springtime weather now. So yeah, allergies you. are in full effect. So I, I know it's here. So <laughs> yeah. when your face is falling off, you you, you know what's going on. Yeah, it's on. right. It's right. I, I thought I escaped it this year, but it just came a little later. I guess I don't know. It's, it's everything about this. I never year. seem to get rid of it. Yeah. yeah. Everything about this year is off kilter, so we're just going to roll it with is. it. It yeah, is. We're just, just gonna one more thing it. to add to it. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're going to jump right in this week because I got a, quite a bit I want to cover. So uh, I saw this recent USA Today article, Phil, that outlined four financial milestones that should indicate whether or not you're ready for retirement. So I thought I'd get your take on these four and, and go through some of these and see what you think. So we're going to break them down. We'll go one by one and we'll jump into these. And uh, and I want to mention as uh, we're doing these video and audio podcasts now, when you're listening to the show, whether it's uh, in audio form or you're catching it in video form on YouTube, uh, we'll constantly provide different information. There'll be stuff in the show links. We'll send out different things. So you'll be able to find out plenty of information, be able to reference the articles and things of that nature. So you'll just have to, to check the little boxes we'll have like on YouTube under the show notes. Uh, area and so on and so forth. So uh, we're breaking into all this new territory. We're doing all that's these right. New, new technology, new technology. So we've got it all out there for Phil. All right. So let's jump into this a little bit. So number one, you can budget confidently. That's the first milestone that says that you're getting ready for retirement. So you can do that dreaded B word, but you can do. I was going to say, oh no, we mentioned the B word right off the right, bat. That's but you trouble. can do it well. So what do you think about yeah. that? taking budget budgeting uh, kind of with a grain of salt. I mean, really, to me, budgeting doesn't mean that you're, you know, tracking every dollar that, that's coming in and going out. You've got the Excel spreadsheet or whatever it is going. And maybe maybe you do. And if you do, that's great. Now, you, you really have full control of it. Um, budgeting really in retirement just means you've, you've got a, an understanding of where the money is going and, and how much you really need. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of the first questions we always start with when we're working through a retirement plan for a client is, well, what do you need in retirement? And nine times out of 10, people underestimate. I mean, it's just natural. You, right. know, you don't think you spend the amount of money you do. Um, but the reality is when you really get down to understanding your current lifestyle, what you're, you're expecting and you're comfortable with today, you're probably spending more than what you really think, you know? So you've got to figure out for you what that, that method is, whether it's, you know, just setting a dollar amount, not necessarily tracking every dollar and where it went or, you know, whatever's comfortable for you, but just make sure you have a, a good handle on, how much you really need and where it's going. Yeah. And so like you could take that, like you said, you could take budget how you want to take it. You could take it to the nth degree or you could keep it very simple, but just understand that, you know, what's coming in, what's going out, which I think we've, you know, we all need to do that through life anyway. And for the most part, obviously, if we're getting close to retirement, we've probably done a fairly decent job of uh, doing that throughout our existence anyway, whether it was right. you know, when we first got a, a, a real job, uh, when we first got married, kids, whatever the case is, you, you kind of had to have some of those numbers in place. So that's number one on the four milestones. Number two is you have control over your spending. As a pre-retiree, definitely as a retiree, that certainly seems like that would be a, a good piece to have in, in check. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of the next stage is once you understand, okay, this is where the money's going and you know what those numbers are, maybe you need to, to cut back on certain areas, you know, so you've got some understanding and some, some control over those. 
Um, because when you're working, it might not be as big of a deal, you know, because, oh, okay, well, I know I've got bonuses coming or this or that. So it's a little easier to maybe overspend or not have as much control. Right. Because the the future income that you're earning hopefully is going to help you take care of some of those expenses today. You know, but once you're in retirement, typically what you have is what you have. Right. You, know, you right. might have a if you're fortunate enough to have a pension, you know, you've got a fixed income, everyone's gonna have some form of social security, so you'll have that as income. But then the assets you've accumulated are what you have. I mean, social security colas and I mean a lot of these things just don't have much of that built into it. Right. I mean, no, not at all. I mean, it, it's Social Security, the, the cost of living adjustment there is it doesn't even keep up with inflation no. historically. No. You know, so I mean, it's a little something to, to help, but it's never going to keep up with inflation. And it's <clears> and it usually pensions that, have nothing. Right. You know, you're you're at a level fixed income typically. So. Yeah. And it usually seems like the Medicare side winds up taking whatever the whatever cola comes up. My mom was yeah. telling me about this the last time. She's like, "Yeah, I got a finally got a small bump in Social Security, but the Medicare raise took it. it basically, you know, took that away." So. Yeah, and Medicare's got a, an interesting little tidbit in it that it 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 can't technically reduce your benefit. Mm-hmm. But all that means is that if the increase in Medicare this year is greater than the cost of living for Social Security, you're not going to see a reduction right. of your benefit. But then next year, if the cost of living for Social Security increases beyond the Medicare, they can use that to catch up. So it's just, it's not going to hit you in the one year, but they will get the money. At they some will. Point. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. So that's why, you know, if, if there's been a delay in, in cost of living adjustments with Social Security, you might still not see that benefit just okay. because probably Medicare has been increasing and they've not taken that additional premium. Gotcha. Okay. So number two, then again, having control over our spending. And again, like almost any point in life, it's certainly a good, <laughs> a good thing to have control over. Uh, but definitely as a pre-retiree moving into that retirement stage and as a pre-retiree, if we're, if we're having that conversation, um, we're probably making the most that we've ever made. You know, we're in that point of our, our life. And so hopefully we are kind of now starting to really kind of get rid of some of that debt as we approach retirement. Right. I mean, that's ideally what we would like to be doing, uh, getting the car, you know, finally, you know, whatever it is, if that's paid off, making sure there's no high revolving credit, any of that stuff as we get closer to retirement. Yeah. And that's one of the other things too, is making sure those type of debts are under control. You know, yeah. or, or if you have revolving debt, that there's a, a plan to, to eliminate them because it's right. that's again back to the concept of well, I can spend my future earnings. That's effectively what you're doing, and and when you're in retirement, there is no future earnings. Right, you know, what you have it's it's kind of locked in. Cars are one of the the equations. I just build it into a budget. You know, okay. because you're going to need a car typically through retirement. So whether that means you're leasing it. You know, or you're going to buy a car every five years. That's right. a discussion we'll always walk through with clients to, to make sure we understand what is your approach to vehicles. Is it, I need this new car each year or five years or two years, whatever it is, and let's build that into your budget. So that, That's smart. Yeah, but that's re- a good revolving debt beyond that, that, that's where the real problem comes into play because that just means you're spending future earnings today. Right, right. Well, you know, because I think like, okay, I'm a pre-retiree, you know, I'm going to want to fish whenever I get to retirement. So I want to go ahead and get that sure. boat now while I'm still working so that hopefully I can get it paid off. You know, all those kinds of conversations that we need to be having with ourselves and with our advisors, right? So that we can make sure that they're, yep. that they're understanding Absolutely. what's on the, you know, don't spring a, you know, don't spring a boat on <clears throat> Phil. He'll be like, what, what? 
<laughs> oh, didn't I tell you I wanted to buy that, you know, 60 foot, <laughs> whatever it is. You exactly. Know, or the big giant RV, you know. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Uh, so that's number two. So let's uh, let's go to number three here on the four milestones that say you're ready for retirement. And that is that you have an emergency fund in place. And Phil, you and I have been talking about the emergency fund. It's one of the four pillars, I think, anyway, of just general kind of financial planning. Uh, certainly COVID taught us that having an emergency fund uh, is right. a wise thing to have. Yeah. And I think that really kind of shifts as you're getting into retirement. You know, I mean, it, it, the traditional concept of an emergency fund is having that three to six months. Some people are comfortable with 12 months sitting in uh, available resources, cash, money in the bank to to cover the loss of a job is kind of the general concept of it is if I lose my job, I need to have funds available or get laid off, you know, like we've seen through COVID, funds available to, to get me through that until I can get another position. Um, so from a retirement standpoint, that's really not the case because you have lost your job. That's the whole idea, right? Where right. Now in retirement, hopefully you've got a plan that's designed to replace that income already. Right. So that isn't the concern. It's more of having liquids funds available for either the emergencies, so the the furnace, the AC went out, or I, you know, something happened to the car, whatever it is, or some opportunity. Maybe you are looking for a new car, or right. there's a RV you've been watching and want to, you know, put a down payment on it or buy it or whatever it happens to be. You know, so to me, that's more the emergency fund concept in, in retirement okay. is those kind of funds available, liquid available for either opportunities and or emergencies and a lot of it too comes down to your comfort level yeah because there's i have some clients that they're like you know i'm not worried about the emergencies we've got the the money built in i I don't want to have money sitting in the bank it drives me crazy getting you know half a percent or less on on the money in the bank right right but i have other clients that they need 20 or 30 or whatever their number is in the bank at all times just because that's what they're comfortable with okay so you know, so a lot of it comes back to that comfort level too of, of what do you want available. Yeah, you got that boat we were talking about and you hit a sandbar and you put a hole in it. Yeah, yeah. Now, now you got a big insurance claim and there's <laughs> yeah. a deductible. And, you yeah, know, exactly, so. exactly. Uh, all right, so we're doing the four milestones. So number four here, this kind of feels like it's, you could easily have put it in with number two. So I'll be curious as to your thoughts or if maybe you would maybe substitute this for something else. Uh, but it is that you have no revolving debt. And we touched on that yeah, a little bit, I think, in number two, but it's, and I wouldn't say no, um, okay. you know, revolving debt. I mean, revolving debt typically is a credit card okay? Um, because credit cards are a very useful tool if you're using them the right way. Yeah. You know, the, the challenge is having a balance on that credit card, right? Go and, back and to number two and it's the controlled spending. You have a little it, bit. It, yeah. It comes back to control your spending. I mean, if, if you're carrying balances consistently on a credit card, that's a problem, you know, because you, you're now effectively spending, like we talked about in number two, that future income, which you don't have necessarily future income in retirement. You've probably, right. or hopefully planned that out. You understand here's the income we need and where it's coming from, okay. you know, so that's the only caveat I'd say with revolving debt, not to ha- not have it, unless it's something you struggle with. If, if you have trouble keeping that zero balance and not overspending, then maybe you shouldn't have a revolving card. Um, but there's a lot of clients that, that use it. I use it um, for benefits, right? I mean, right. there's a lot of perks you can get by charging. I was going to say, a lot of people brand. love to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and frankly, they're to me, a, a credit card safer than having a debit card because it's, there's somebody in between you and your money. And that's that credit card company that yeah. if, 
somebody gets a hold of your number, at least you're not on the hook right away for they haven't taken the money out of your account. You know, so right, there's this right. buffer. So and again, know yourself, right? Know yourself, know exactly. your spending, be honest to, with yourself to, you know, well, and maybe even sometimes it's like, a, I've got a credit, I've got two credit cards. I want to get rid of one just to kind of keep that one. Take a look at the fact that maybe one has a really high limit. And that's just, to me, that might open the door to say, well, I could put more on here, you know, or whatever. The right, case right. Is, you know, so what do you mean? I still have, a, you know, they, they accepted it. So it's good. Yeah. There's still 17,000 left. I could charge on that. Yeah. Don't do that. Uh, like my so, wife used to say, what are you talking about? I still got checks in the checkbook, right? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Anything you think Just is kidding. missing? <laughs> She's watching. Um, yeah, that's right. So anything you think is missing from this USA Today list of four milestones that say you're ready for retirement, would you add something? Uh, you know, you've been doing this for many, many, many years. Anything you think is a, is a key indicator that you need to check off as a milestone? Yeah, I'd say having a plan, you know I mean? Because it, it, these are all great indicators that, okay, you're you're controlling and have have a better understanding of your finances, right. you know, but at the end of the day, that's the first step. Next is you actually have to have a plan to say, do I have enough and how much am I going to spend? And where's the money going to come from? Because right. now I have lost my job, so to speak. And I, I better have some kind of plan of where I'm going to get this income and is it going to last yeah, my lifetime? Sure. All right, folks. So that's going to do it for the bulk of our podcast this week. Again, four milestones that say you're ready for retirement. Uh, do you have a plan? If you do not, reach out to Phil, have a conversation with him. Call 248-888-7530. If you're, of course, uh, listening to this on audio form, uh, I'm going to mention the fact that you can see it on the screen. doesn't apply to you, but go to YouTube and give us a subscribe while you're there, and then you can watch us in video form. Uh, 248-888-7530. 530 is the number to call if you have questions or concerns. Before you take any action, you should always check with a qualified professional like Phil. He's a CPA and a personal financial specialist at AFS Wealth Management, serving the metro Detroit area. Go to AFSWealthMGT.com. Again, I'll put that on the screen also for our video viewers, AFSWealthMGT.com. And you can go to the website. You can click on the podcast page. You can subscribe to us. Uh, you can check him out on Facebook. Just lots of ways that we're going to try to continue to get you some content as you are thinking about getting near uh, approaching retirement, all those things that, uh, you know, hopefully are going to be fun. You know, eventually that's going to be the fun time in life. At least that's what we hope to be, hope it to be. And having a plan certainly will help that be a little bit less stressful, uh, understanding what you uh, have in front of you and what you're going to be able to accomplish. So uh, keep listening to the show. Subscribe to us now on uh, YouTube or uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, uh, however you like to get your content. You can also check out Phil on Facebook as well, and we'll have all that information up on the screen for those folks, as well as in the show notes on uh, audio form for those different podcasts or as well on the YouTube page. And with that, we're going to say goodbye this week. Phil, thank you so much as always for being here on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts. For Phil, I'm Mark Killian. We'll see you next time here on the program. Stay safe. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.